Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, everyone. It is great to have you with us here at Bridgewater Church. I am excited because this is the Christmas season, and we're in a series called I Love Christmas Because. There are so many wonderful reasons to love this incredible season, but one of the things I love the most are the Christmas songs and the Christmas carols. There's a story that Jessie Robertson tells about her six-year-old niece who was singing in her Christmas elementary school concert. The song that they had been practicing so hard on was a Christmas favorite, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The kids kept practicing it over and over again because they struggled with the line, God and sinners reconciled. Well, finally, the night of the concert arrived. Everyone was excited, and the children were ready to sing with their, their whole heart, especially one little boy whose voice seemed to drown out the rest of the choir. As they began to sing this beloved carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, The little boy with the big voice just kept singing so loud, but he was struggling with those words, God and sinners reconciled. Suddenly, to everyone's delight, this is what the audience heard. God and sinners dressed in style. (laughs) I love it. God and sinners dressed in style. Well, You know, I am not sure that's how the author of the carol would want it to be sung, but everyone had a great laugh. And one of the things that Christmas should do for all of us is make us laugh. I love Christmas because we've talked about God gives, we've talked about what it means for God to prepare, but today we're going to learn that I love Christmas because God rejoices. And the word I want you to think about today is transformation. It's an essential part of our story, and it's an essential part of our own BWC mission statement. Just read it with me there as you see it on the screen. Bridgewater Church is called to lead people into a transformational relationship with Jesus Christ as we seek God, share the story, serve the world, and ask God to send the people. We are called as a church to lead people into a transformational relationship with Jesus. And that's all possible because God had a plan. It's the foundational reason we celebrate Christmas. Because Jesus was born in a manger. And this morning... We're going to join the shepherds in their journey to Bethlehem. We're going to look at the different components of how this story came about once Jesus was born and laid in a manger. 
So I want to begin by looking at Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. When I look at this incredible story, I can't even really wrap my mind around the idea of angels appearing to the shepherds in the dark of the night. It all began with just one angel. Unexpectedly, this divine being proclaimed the good news that the long-awaited Messiah had been born in Bethlehem. But what I want to really absorb in this story is the fact that God chose to reveal his purpose and his plan first to shepherds. In that culture, shepherds were ceremonially thought to be unclean. Even Jewish people thought of shepherds as the lowest class because they spent all of their time with sheep. An interesting fact, though, is that oftentimes this group of shepherds would have included children. It would have included people that were thought of as the outcast of the tribe, but also elderly men. So it was a wide array of different kind of people that the angel appeared to and broke the silence of the night with this incredible good news that Jesus was born. And I'm captured by one of the phrases in this story. It says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. I want to look at Revelation chapter 21, verses 23 through 26. Just listen to the description of the city of God that is found in heaven. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Now think about this. Because of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the same Jesus that was born in a manger, who died on a cross and was resurrected from the grave, this Jesus in heaven is the only light that is needed. It is, he is, the glory of God. Now, just see the parallel here. Heaven is not only filled with the glory of God, but this is the same glorious light that the shepherds were enveloped into on that night so long ago. It's not just that an angel appeared and there was this glow around an angel. No, the angel appeared in the glory of God shone all around them. It broke through the night sky. No wonder these angels 
when they appeared, brought such an incredible sense of unsettledness. We call it fear. That's what happened when the glory of God came. It was a reverent fear that the shepherds had. And that's why the angel said, do not be afraid because I bring you great news that will cause great joy for all the people. This first truth that is so incredible is this. God rejoices with transforming truth. In fact, the incredible Holocaust survivor, Corey Ten Boom, once put it very simply. In darkness, God's truth shines most clear. God's truth was shining in a clear and visible way. Why? Because the news was that God had brought a Savior to you, to me, to all of us. Jesus is born. God gave us a Savior, someone that we could put all of our faith and all of our trust into. I can remember a time that I was meeting with a pastor. Literally, he was a pastor of a church in the Midwest, and we had sat down together to plan a funeral for one of his relatives. It was around Christmas time that we got together at a McDonald's, and as we were talking, he was a very pleasant and polite person. It was amazing to be able to speak to him and get to know him. But it shocked me in the moment that he said, well, you know that I don't believe in the Christmas story the way you do. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I see it as an allegory. I don't really believe that Mary was a virgin who was impregnated by the Holy Spirit of God and that the Messiah was born to her. That, that it didn't happen in this way. And I, I got to tell you, I had to lean back in my seat at that McDonald's. And then I had this wonderful opportunity to explain why the miracle birth of Jesus is so intricate and foundational in the story. All because God rejoices with transforming truth. In fact, think about it this way. If we didn't need a savior to save us from our sins and ourselves, why would God have even sent one? But it was Jesus in Luke 15, 7 who said, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. All of heaven throws a party and rejoices when someone comes to know Jesus as his or her personal Savior. I love Christmas because God rejoices with transforming truth. Jesus is born. But let's go on in our story. Luke chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Well, that singular angel soon was surrounded with a company of angels. No one knows exactly how many. 
I often think in the hundreds, maybe it was in the thousands. But what we do know is that there was this angelic presence. And during this wonderful moment, the shepherds were not only told that Jesus, this Messiah, Savior was born, but they were also told that beyond a shadow of a doubt, this incredible story was about God's peace. It was about God's peace. In fact, literally the angels said that anyone who would believe in this Messiah on earth, peace would rest on that person. God would favor any person who would believe in Jesus as their Savior. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that incredible? That God would would allow his peace in the midst of the struggles and the chaos of life, God allows his peace to come in the form of a Savior who doesn't want to just save us, but Jesus wants to have a personal relationship with us and live in our hearts and lives. I love this word, peace. It means to be secure, to be safe, to have quiet rest. Specifically, on that night when the angels described this peace from God, it meant to give any soul the assurance of salvation through Jesus Christ. I can't help but think about this incredible insight. God rejoices with transforming peace. It doesn't mean that our lives are going to always be uh, tranquil, settled. But even in the midst of the chaos, God can give us his peace through Jesus if we believe in him as our Savior. Just think about what Jesus taught and shared with his disciples before he died on the cross for our sins. He said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Maybe you're coming into this Christmas season and your hearts are troubled. Maybe in this Christmas season you have fears about something in your life now or in the upcoming weeks. Please listen and understand. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, ultimately, this world is not our our final stop. There is a glorious heaven where Jesus is waiting with us with incredible, indescribable light. The glory of God will shine upon us. But now even on this earth, if we put our trust in God, it's not the kind of peace that the world is looking for. It is the peace that only God can give. And Jesus said, take heart. I want to give you my peace. I love John 16, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me, in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. I mean, when you and I think we, do, we don't have to have troubled hearts, but we can take heart because 
Christ has overcome the world. Sadly, many people in our world today try to find peace by looking for it in so many different places. But peace doesn't come from something we become addicted to or a self-help book or even attending more family gatherings. The peace that God has to give us can only come from the angelic message that says, a Savior has been born. Isn't that exciting? Are you excited this Christmas that a Savior has been born to you? Do you have that incredible confidence and peace to know that Jesus is your Savior? It makes the entire difference in this Christmas season. But there's one more piece we can't overlook. It's found in Luke 2, 15 through 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I can't imagine what it would have been like for the shepherds. Notice it says that they hurried off. It literally means they made haste. They sped away because they desired earnestly to prioritize seeing the baby born in the manger who was the Messiah. I think we live in a world today where too many things get in the way of what should be our most important priority. And that is seeing Jesus, knowing Jesus as our Savior. And they, they made it their priority that night. They left their sheep, they left their traditions, they left their misconceptions, they left their doubts and their fears, and together they headed off in the direction of Bethlehem. It's an incredible story. And I can't even really begin to imagine what it was like when they finally got to the stable and they saw Mary and Joseph and there was Jesus lying in a manger. They saw him. They literally saw the Messiah Savior just as the angels had told them. There was a pastor who was called to the hospital late in the evening. He went to see one of his parishioners when all of a sudden he was met with a man in the hallway who said, can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy. And then he ran off down the hallway. The pastor never saw him again. But it empowered his heart. He, he was... His load was lighter 
because he heard good news, and good news is worth sharing. And that's exactly what the shepherds did. After they saw Jesus, we're told that they went out and on their way throughout apparently Bethlehem and the countryside, everyone they ran into, everyone they met, they said, the Savior has been born. And we're told it amazed everyone. Literally, we're told the people wondered. They wondered with amazement. Why? Because God rejoices with transforming news. God brought transformation through the truth that Jesus is born. God rejoiced with transforming peace for every single person who would put their faith and their trust in Jesus. And God gives us transforming news, not just for us, but for everyone we meet to share and to tell people that Jesus Christ is born. This morning as we begin to close this time together in this message, I really want you to think of two questions. The first, have you asked Jesus to be your Savior? Are you transformed by Jesus as your Savior? Because every person needs Jesus. Otherwise, God would never have wasted his time and sent us a Savior. We wouldn't be where we are today in history unless so many people had believed and knew the truth that Jesus Christ is born. If you need Jesus as your Savior... I want you to, to just take this moment, reverent and hallowed as it is, and ask Jesus to be your Savior. We'll do that in just a moment. But I also want to ask you this question. Do you need the peace that only Jesus can give you this year? I'm going to challenge you in a moment to pray that prayer. And literally, in the midst of your chaos and struggle, I want you to pray for his peace. And then, when we close together, I want us to prepare to get ready to share the transforming news that Jesus is born. He died on a cross and he's risen again. God is in heaven rejoicing. And I want to rejoice with you right now in prayer. Let's, let's just gather together for this minute and let's pray. Father God, first I pray for the person right now, who is listening to this message and needs Jesus as their Savior. May they pray specifically right now, Oh Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Please forgive me for my sins. And I believe right now that you have saved me and set me free. God, Bless anyone who has prayed that prayer. And then, Lord Jesus, for anyone who needs your peace, Father, I pray right now that they would pray this prayer of peace. Oh, God, invade my heart and mind to remove sadness, sorrow, and fear. And right now, I want to make room for your peace that passes all understanding. God, hear this prayer.
And then, Father, when we say amen and we go out, help us to find someone, show us, put someone in our path like you did the shepherds, that we can share the transforming news that Jesus is born. God, we know you are rejoicing in heaven. We're rejoicing now. Father, we come before you and we ask all of this in your name. Amen. I love you so much. If you prayed any of those prayers, tell Pastor Liz, our online pastor, just reach out to her and say, I prayed for peace. In fact, if you have a specific need, tell us what it is online. Just put a word out there, please pray for, and the staff here at Bridgewater Church will do that. But also, if you ask Jesus to be your Savior, tell us. We want to celebrate and rejoice with you today. And finally, go tell somebody that Jesus is born. He's alive, and he is the Savior that we all need. I love you. You're amazing. And until we see each other again, take heart and celebrate the goodness of God. Merry Christmas. We'll see each other soon. Hey, friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.